It's actually, it's again, Lamaise Shiloh, it has happened at times. It's, it's not so common anymore because most of the shuls have moved away from this, but all the shuls still have them. And uh, you are, you know, let's, let's, let, me, let me give this to you this way. First Shabbos as the Rav Vashul, right? First Shabbos, and uh, it happens to be, uh, I don't know, let's, let's go one step at a time, okay? Let's make it easy first. First Shabbos in the Shul, and they pull out the Sefer Torah for davening, and they put it on the bima, and you look, and there the Sefer Torah has a gartel that is tied, right? So a kesher, an Eval Gabe kesher, it's tied at the bottom with a bow on top, and it's been like that for sure since Thursday. Um, and now the Gabe is about to untie the Sefer Torah. And let's, I guess, let's make certain assumptions here. Let's assume, for argument's sake, there are other Sifri Torah available that you could take out that won't have that concern. Baruch, we just, uh, I just, I just made you the rub of the shul, first Shabbos in the shul. These, these things always come up first Shabbos in the shul. So I think there are plans there to tell you, see what you'll do. So first Shabbos in the shul, you're the rub of the shul, Gabi takes the Sifri Torah, puts it on the bima, and the Sefer Torah is tied, the character around the Sefer Torah is tied and an evil Gabi Kesha. Been like that since for sure Thursday, because uh, we haven't leaned since then. And uh, you have um, other Sefer Torah available that are not that concerned. May have to be rolled, but not that concerned. Okay? Have them open up the Sefer Torah, take out of the Sefer Torah, and why? What, what's your call? You cover the Torah. You're not supposed to put a Torah away once you take it out. So if we could find a reason to use it, to say that it's okay, then maybe we'd say it's okay. We knew that it's not going to be a permanent knot when you tied it. Um, if it's undoable with one pull, then it wasn't even tied so permanently in the first place. Yeah, the one the one hand undoing, the Mishnah Brewer points out of your Allah is not only possible in Allah, right? So that... No one's not going to help you. You know for sure it's using Thursday, though? No. I would have got it. I'd, I'd get it on Thursday. Let's say, okay, so let's start with this. Let's say I for sure knew it was used on Thursday. Let's make that easier. And it was used on Thursday. Okay, it's not going to be ever, yeah. I don't think it's going to be ever. It's not going to be ever. It's not going to be ever. It's not going to be ever. It's Right. Okay. So I guess let's push the envelope one step further, and uh, everybody agrees that's a derubanin knot. The uh, the the bow on top of a knot. I think everybody's pretty in agreement that's a derubanin knot. I mean, it's not made to be permanant. So there's if there's meant to be opened again, whoever tied it understood it'll be open at a certain point in time. So it's not a permanent knot. And it's not a mice woman, it's not a professional. When we tie our shoes, we're told that really you should be mocked on time Friday night. Don't even leave them overnight. No, no, so that's what, why am I raising this question? If, if, I, if there was no question, we'd be raising the question. Right, exactly. The question becomes, so now you have the safety tower out, it's been tied for more than 24 hours in what's considered a knot. It's not, in other words, if it's an uneval without a cash or at all, it's just a bow, no knot underneath, it's not even a knot, that's no problem at all. Good. So this is a knot where it would, it would seem to enter that realm of 24 hours versus seven days versus, you know, longer than that. 
So you've got your not there that's been there since Thursday. Okay, so now we're saying that, look, I have a possibility of a seven-day or a 24-hour. And so even though we're machmer in 24 hours, but in practice, we would say that, look, when it comes to Kavit Sefer Torah, it's Tzarech Mitzvah, so we'll go with seven days. Okay, so let me push the envelope a little further. And that is that this particular shul's got both a weekday shul and a Shabbos shul. Different Sefer Torah in both. Many shuls have it. And this Sefer Torah has been used in less Shabbos. Whoever did Galil last Shabbos <coughs> tied up the Sefer Torah, a, an Aniva al uh, Kesher, an Aniva Gabba Kesher, rather. So meaning, meaning it's been more than seven days. It's been, well, it's been actually, I mean, it was meant to use that Mincha Shabbos, right? Like yeah, even if not Mincha, it's still a year, an hour less. It's a little bit pedantic. Amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, le- it's been less than seven days, or it's been seven days? Oh, 24 hours is 24 hours. Is this so, really did you days? on purpose choose a questionable case, or can we do a two-week case? Okay, so I, well, I purposely chose that case. So you're saying not seven days. Okay, so you've got um, a Sefer Torah that's rolled to specifically to Pasha's Pinchas. Right? That's your Pinchas Sefer Torah. It's used for Sefer Torah. It's your Pinchas Sefer Torah. Some shuls have the luxury of having a Sefer Torah. It's always on Problem is, I don't know if you can do anything else in the Sefer Torah eventually because it just stays there. But okay, so Parshas Pinchas, so hasn't been used since last Rosh Chodesh, and now it's Shabbos Rosh Chodesh, or even better, it hasn't been used. Okay, let's I guess go one at a time. Shabbos Rosh Chodesh, Parshas Pinchas, pull out the Sefer Torah, up, Kesher, and Aniva on top of the Kesher. Someone had done Glila, say a weekday Glila, and done it like that. So now, you got, I would say, two choices. Take your Sefer Torah you read the first Sefer Torah from and mish it to, to the uh, place. Let's say it's Parshish Beratius. So make it a long, you know, a long haul. You know, the Parshish Beratius is not for Shabbos or Shabbos, but okay, the long haul, right? Um, okay, or uh, you, you could, I guess, untie the Sefer Torah, right? Meaning, I'd have to take the Sefer Torah that was out already, put it back, Take the other Sefer Torah back out and uh, roll it, or, or use the Sefer Torah. What would you say? That one will feed the feed feed the you know Ashkenazi Rishonim. You're doing the Deraisa. If it's potentially, I'm saying if it's for let's say a month, to, you know, if it's meant to last a month, you know, that could at least be a, a shaila of the Deraisa. You're dealing with a potential Deraisa. Okay, so I'll push it up a little bit further. Push it even further, and that is that. Unless you somehow are mechadish, this is, has like, it's it's omid that whenever you need it, it's meant to be untied, so it wasn't really for, you know. Okay, maybe maybe a strong sfar. There, there, I'll push the envelope one step further. Why not? And this was a, you know, this may be the same sfar. You have the sefer Torah that's been sitting there since uh, I don't know since Sukkot, because it's on Parshas Pinchas. Last time you lay in the. Uh, the Korbanos was Parshas Pinchas, was, was Sukkos rather, for the Maftir. And now it's Shabbos Rosh Chodesh, I don't know, let's say uh, uh, Rosh Chodesh Adar Aleph falls out on the Shabbos. You haven't touched the Sefer Torah since then. Now you pull it out, an evil Gavi Yes, no? Yeah. 
you have to, I guess it might depend on how Kesher Shal Kavis works. You know, what's the what's the head of Kesher Shal Kavis? Yeah, Kesher Kavis or other Ksharm. So I want to point out the, the acronym on this. There is actually a Yisodi Yeshurun on here who is Machmir. Ephraim Greenbelt brings it down in the article that he wrote on the topic. Yisodi Yeshurun's Sak Halacha is that if you have a Sefer Torah with a Kesher, and Niva Agabe Kesher, rather, he, he seems to hold even if it's from Thursday that you would be, uh, you'd have to take another Sefer Torah. So he writes Kesher Shakayama here, but the, uh, I, I believe that the Yisodi Shurit actually is not even Kesher Shakayama, it's just it was 24 hours. Then he says, yeah, take out another Sefer Torah. Uh, you must take out a, another Sefer Torah. He quotes the late Chaim. It's not a pagam. Why is it not a pagam? Because the Allah is that. He actually himself writes, Ephraim Greenblatt, in the article, he says, look, there's, it's great Kabbalah Torah. Imagine, you, you, you take out the Sefer Torah, it's tied, you don't use the Sefer Torah, you put it aside, it creates a whole taram in the shul, what's going on, what are they doing, you know, this rabbi doesn't know what he's talking about, right? And, uh, you know, the other, the other rabbi was okay with tying things. Like, no, I'm going to introduce, you know, a malacha called kosher, one of the malachas of Shabbos. Like, that was uh, part of my story, but I didn't say it out loud that I thought that, you know, it might have to be someone machmir in a congregation where people don't know a lot of So, uh, not, only, not only be machmir, but you actually, it's an educational opportunity. Right. The way the Yisrael right. Shirin puts it, an educational opportunity. I may, I may have shared with you the story when I was in the, uh, the ninth grade in, uh, in high school. I had a boy from a small town in Connecticut who was part of our, uh, was in the Shir, and he, he dormed. And, uh, did I ever tell you a story? Mamash, a great story. He, he dormed, and the, the, one of the first Matzei Shabbosos that he had stayed in the, in the, uh, in the dorm for Shabbos, so it was uh, Shabbos right after Rosh Chodesh. It was Kiddush Levana, that Matzei Shabbos. So they did Kiddush Levana. He never heard of Kiddush Levana. When he was growing up, and the Shul, they never did Kiddush Levana. Never happened. Um, what, what had happened, which we found out afterwards, was that you know, the Rav, who was a wonderful guy, growing up in, you know, 1940s America, and he had grown up in a totally Amaratzas community, and he went to Wayu Smicha, and they got Smicha from Wayu, but they never covered Kiddush Levana as part of Wayu Smicha. So they didn't have a class in Kiddush Levana. So he never, he never heard of it. So he, he came back, he was all excited, and he shared with the Rav that, you know, Kiddush Levana. You know, what is it? He said, I'll go and I'll buy cards and I'll bring them back to the shul. So he went and he bought Kiddush Levana cards. And the next month, Moses Shabbos, right after Rosh Chodesh, three days after Rosh Chodesh, right? So he brought the Kiddush Levana cards to the shul. And Moses Shabbos, they did Kiddush Levana. So after they finished Kiddush Levana, the Rav said to me, he said, that was great. Let's do it again next week. <laughs> <laughs> this is an actual true story. Yeah. Actual true story. But okay. Right? So, I guess the point being, sometimes educational opportunities are valuable, right? So, he says maybe it's an educational opportunity. However, Ephraim Greenblatt is not so, not so excited to say, to put the Sefer Torah back. I'll tell you the Cheshbonos that are here. There is a Chuvas Marshad in Chelek Alav and Simon Samach. The Marshag I saw cited elsewhere, but really not cited properly. Because the Marshag's Nitiya is very much to say two things here. 
Number one, very much to say that in this Ramah, it's interesting itself, in the, the Ramah brings down two deos. If there's a 24-hour rule or a seven-year rule by Kasher, right? So the Achronim bring down, it'd be Machmir, like the first day is 24-hour rule. The Marshag, it, it's interesting, because Marshag is not cited. the Shulchan says to be Machmir, like the 24-hour rule, and the Marshag usually goes like the Shulchan Acharav. He doesn't cite him here. The Marshag says, no. He says, he quotes the, um, he says, there's a klal psak in Shas and Hedron. Gemara and Hedron gives us the klal psak. Uh, I, always, I always say this, that if you, if you know nothing, right? You know absolutely nothing, you're a total amalaretz. But you know, so you can at least fake it. Right? As long as you know if it's derised to You can fake it, you can get by. Right? So the Gemara says, if you have machlokas tana, machlokas amaroim, and beloit miserichas alok chabinai, but the rabbanon halachachar mekel, the rabbanon go after the mekel position, and he quotes the Menachos Yaakov in the Kuntras Asfekos, he says, dehach klolo hunami gabi pluk the shavein shnei poskin basroi. That uh, that clout would apply if you have a machlokas among two later poskim as well. So if you have a, a suffix bedaver, and the, it's unsure which one you want a paskin like, so if it's a deraisa, you go the chomer, derabana, you go the kula. So since this Ramah is dealing with a suffix in a derabana, because it's definitely not a kesher shokayama, it's a matter of whether it's also me derabana in seven days or 24 hours, therefore you can go with the more mekel shita. That is the shokhan acharav. Interesting, um, the Rashiva came into my Masif this year. Uh, whew, this has got to go back probably 24 years ago or so. He came to this year and he cited a Prima Gaudim. I don't know where this Prima Gaudim is, but he cited a Prima Gaudim in Yeridea that says that when the Ramah brings down two Deos and he doesn't, it's not Machria, it's a Zerabanon, that you go with the more Mekil of the two. So I, I don't know, again, the Mashag doesn't cite the Prima Gaudim. Mashag cites this Klal of Sakhav Nechaz Yaakov. Go with the more Mekil of the two. And he's very much note to, it's a for sure a seven-day rule. He brings a number of rayos to his position, right? Says the Marshad like this. He says, first of all, I'll tell you, um, there is a Mekor, that something gets less than seven days, or all made for less than seven days, and not even called Arai. What is that? It's a very interesting Mekor. He says, Svar is like the Mekilim. It's not even a Kesher Shalarai. I'll prove it to you. What's the proof? The Kaimalon, the low Kirby, who the Savaladiris Sugadiris Kirbinon. The other Sugadiris is she dearest arrived. We pass him by Sukkah Sugadiris Rabinon. Right? What happens if you, that's not, if you have a Sukkah that's not Royal Lamud Lashiva? Let's see, Masachik or Sukkah with, with Schach, it's going to dry out and it's going to uh, disintegrate within seven days. Well, because it's possible. Right? Why is it possible? It's not even arrived. We pass in Sukkah's dearest Rabinon, not this Kaimalon. It's not even a dirasarai. So what do you see from that? He says, if it's less than seven days, it doesn't even have a dinarai. So just like by sukkah, less than seven days, it doesn't have a dinarai. So to buy a kesher, it's less than seven days, it doesn't have a dinarai even. It's not even a kesherai, it's nothing. 
By now, sleeping, this like it's less than a half hour, so maybe you should go right, back. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, yesh lefak veik bedover, it's the, you know, it's the, um, the Rebchayim that we just had in the daf the other week. Oh, no. Right? If someone steals a, uh, a brick and grinds up the brick and then puts it back together, so the Gemara says that he's not chayev to return the brick, he's chayev not shove of the value, because ponim chadoshos bo lekan. So Rebchayim Brisk famously said, but you still can't use it for Sheva Brochos. The fact that you have the same term doesn't mean the same halacha necessarily. So the fact that it's a rai there and a rai here, you know, it, you know, I mean, you could be megala the rai there and the rai there, but it's still not going to get you, you know, mises based in frigilir arayas. Right? You got to know your uh, your terminology, right? It's a rai with an alf ayin. Okay, but you know who has to, who knows how to spell? Right? No, no, that nobody cares about. Okay, but then he brings another rai, which would be even more, I think, than just the seven days. It says the following. Says the uh, the Marshag, Oh yesh lo chiyak tzas raya to kesher shlo yisgayim zayin yom imutz legamri. The Mishnah says in ve'eluk shorim, shorim shall no dos yayin v'shem mutarim legamri. Happy the Rabban. If you have flasks of wine or oil, those shorim are mutar entirely. No isim the Rabban. Now, it's not the derech to be matu that kesher b'chol yom, because mashkim are doim miskaimim and not miskalkel. And so why would the mission just give you a blanket head there? You're always allowed to open such a knot. Right? And he says also, Because, Now, if it's only a kesha that's also lahatir, but also yom, so then, my piska lahatir, bekelim imachal. What's the, again, the blanket head there for kelim imachal? Are there not kalim with Michael in them that are omade not to be niter b'chol yom? So, one th- he says one of two things. Either that it doesn't have to daf me also allowed to be yomo, or b'stomash enu yodea emos yatiru oso kol shezehu yaduash enu kashiror liskayim lo'olam mishum shabal korchach yitzdarek lahat tebeis of ham v'lito mashi b'sohol gam ki moter It's a second svar, it's a very strong svar. And I think that the, the logic dictates that. Meaning, the, says the, the Marshag, the Gemara, Mishnah, the Shulchan Aruch, give blanket a terim for chos moshul kalim, no dos yai, no dos shem, and that you're allowed to untie them no matter what. Right? We're not shulchayim. Mechatesa, that was, it's like, is it always a given these were made to be untied within 24 hours? Of course not. You put away food, you lock it away, so it's there for a couple of days, it's stuff less. I would say it's even there for more than, more than seven days. He says that if you have a kesher, you don't know when you're going to untie it, but you know that you're going to untie it. It's not royally skyim olam yishum shabal korchok yitzdorek lahat debeis apam. You're going to have to untie it. That's not called kesher shakayama, and that's motor. It's a, it's a very strong swar. Isn't that the makar of kesher and kesher in the first place? No, what? When boat or camel off, they would undo when they needed to retire or the core for kasher is the uh, is the nets the rishdos shall tzayodei dogim tzayodichilozom in the mishkan, right? That's the core for kasher. So kasher agamal and the kasher safonim talking about knots that are permanent knots. They would still be undone, presumably. Not necessarily. You're you're putting there to be permanent. It'd be, it'd be knotted forever. The boats. Are they used for docking the boats? 
Though a kesha shal safanim is talking about a kesha that you're putting on to create the rope that you would then wrap around, but you're creating the noose or whatever that's going to stay on there permanently. They're going to make a permanent knot. It's there, there forever. So the, the, the Marshag says it's not a raya brura. I mean, it's not a raya brura because maybe anachanami. Maybe I'm saying, why is the Mishnah giving a blanket hat to the Shalom for a blanket hat there for these no do shal yayin or shal shemen or kesher for kalim of machalim? Who says that they're made to be untied every day? Maybe, yeah, maybe it was Yudua before, so Bismana Mishnah. These things were made to be untied every day. And yeah, they were always untied daily. It wasn't like today we preserved food for long periods of time. So maybe, yeah. So it's not a right brew. His niti, however, is to say that it's Vadai. Vadai, if it's less than seven days, it can there. But then he cites, he cites the position of the Mincha Shabbos. Uh, that's printed around the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch in Simon Pei. He brings down that there are those who aser it, and he brings down that you know people don't know it's aser. He says you should warn people. People, the minigolam is to be matir and kesher on the Sifrei Torah to tie and, and bow the uh, the gartel. So he says you should inform people that it's a problem. And so says the Mashag Mios Tol Bevandai Roi Lebal Nefesh Latchov Shnei Roshi Amit Pachas Besocha Igud. Right. He says, look, a Baal Nefesh, uh, I saw this Marshag cited, Marshag holds, you can't. Marshag's law shown is Roy Labal Nefesh. Uh, Roy Labal Nefesh is not a, this is a chiv. Right? Labal Nefesh means that it's a, it's a very pious thing to do. Like Ramosha writes in his Chuvos, I'm not sure what a Baal Nefesh is. Right? But, okay. It's right for a Baal Nefesh to take the ends and not, not to tie them up, but to stick them in. Well, you stick them in. That's good enough. And so he says, Amisha Osa Keshva Niva Gaba Gamkin in Ligorbo. Right? And then he says, Near the Royal Khatil Hakwitas but Shuteaum brings down Dr. Don Swar. Right? Which is that look, maybe this is something to be extra machram because it's done in front of the public at large and people don't know, and you don't want to make you create a flippancy about these types of Isur. In the Ksos Hashokhan. The Revive from Chaim Noah and the Badi Ashokhan brings down this Mincha Shabbos and he says, uh, Look, people are not mocked on this. Right? He says, Near a limo's chus almen hagolim. Zavik la kesha shal mitzvah. He says, This would be included in kesha shal mitzvah, which the Shokhan Acharav brings down. The Motabain, okay, I'm on the Gamri. Kamoshi Goddess, Beshokhan Achadmur, Sifdalit. Shokhan Acharav is really the mission in Shabbos. The last mission in Shabbos is Midvar of Lamadu, Shemodinu Pokim Mikoshim Shabbos, for Tzorach Mitzvah, Yeladimigi Kesher Sheno Kayoma. This is a Tzorach Mitzvah. Shkemin Shemekaimin Mitzvah Begulila Sefer Torah, Vikshirasa. Ainza Kovudla Sefer Torah, Lachtov, Ktsovos Hamit Pachas, Bekrikh Lixer. He says, it could be that, yeah, if you wrap it tight and you tuck it in, it's fine. But it's not, maybe not Kovud Sefer Torah to do it like that. This is where, by the way, where the Yekos get the wimple from, right? I always tie that if you have a Sefer Torah with a wimple on it, you, should give, you must give glila to a wet yekka. They caused it, they should suffer. One of the funniest things is watching a Hungarian try to do glila on a Sefer Torah with a wimple. First thing he does is unroll unru- the whole thing, right? And the yekka next to him, you know, what are you doing? You've got to roll it back up again. But uh, he says, 
that also sometimes the pachas is ksara umuchok likshor. You have to tie it, etc. Um, <coughs> right? He brings down the primagodim which you mentioned last week that besim tying the tzitz as a kesher shenol kayama should be mutter uh, because of the fact that it's a ksira shal mitzvah. Except if it's a bottle daito, it makes it a kesher shal kayama, right? So therefore, says the ktosa shulchan that there, this is a um, a dirabanon. This is a tzarech mitzvah. Certainly, you'll have to be matir such a kesher l'tzarech mitzvah. And uh, he, he said, Right? So, he says, the Kafa Chaim said, look, if you have another Sefer Torah, don't, don't untie it. Take out the Sefer Torah. He says, that's by the Sefer where the Sefer Torah is Menachas B'teve in Kosher Sobeshimpam, and if there was a Kshira, you don't want to matter. But our minute is we tie and untie the Sefer Torah all the time. In other words, talking, says, the, kaf, the fact that the Kafachayim brings down that if you find the Sefer Torah knotted up, don't unknot it, take out another Sefer Torah. He says, don't panic. Because Kafachayim is talking about a Sefer Sefer Torah. You know, the kind that you stand up in the box. The, so that Sefer Sefer Torah is not made to be tied and untied all the time. No one ties it up. So if you find that one time it got tied up, it's not made to be tied and untied regularly. There you have a problem maybe of kosher and matir. But our Sefer Torah that are tied and untied regularly says the, the Tzos HaSholchan, those are fine. Those are fine. It's at the very least, at the very worst, a Tzorach Mitzvah, and it's made to be untied and tied regularly. See, even if you were to take the Shittos HaRishonim, that once you get past, let's say, 30 days or six months or a year, that now you're a Kesher Shokayama territory, possibly Del Raisa. I mean, the Marshag Svar here is a very strong Svar, which is that that's, not, that's talking about that which is made to be tied for a length of time, not made to be tied and untied regularly well, as needed. I mean, when you ask the guy how long is this going to be tied for, you would have told him it's going to be tied until next time there's a Shabbos for Chodesh. Well, of Dafka. So I probably would have said, I don't know, you know, maybe we'll use the safer for this, but Gabbam and are always non committal. Right? <laughs> Especially when you have multiple people have their Sifrei Torah in the shul. When are you going to use it again? Oh, you know, well, could be next week, could be next year, could be next month. Who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll use it. I say it, you're right, in the Chadami, that if you did tie it up then and you knew for sure, that would make it much more chomer. Interestingly enough, in the, uh, there was an article in the Noam Journal, the Shemir Shabbos Kechasa cites this in the footnotes, by Rabbi Fraim Greenblatt in, in, in volume Yud of the Noam Journal. For those who are not familiar, Noam Journal is Machon Torah Shlema. They put out in the 1960s, 70s. Fabulous uh, halachic journal every month. Uh, Hebrewbooks.org is where you go to get all the good stuff. So uh, there's a, Rav has an article on this case. Are you allowed to be matir or not? So first he says it near Pasha that you're not allowed to. But then he wants to argue that maybe not. Maybe, he says, if there's no Sefer Torah, no other one. Or even if there is one, but it would be a tirch de tzibura, to take out the other Sefer Torah, or to be gold the Sefer Torah. So he says, Maybe you could find a Pesach. Now be the Ramal. What's the Ramal? Simen Shin Yudzayin. That Mokum Tsar Mut Liftoch. By Mokum Tsar, it's interesting because the Dimyon may not be a Dimyon. Because the Ramal is talking about a Kesher Agave Kesher where it was made for less than 24 hours, the problem is my Sulumar. He's talking here about a kasher that's a gabi aniv, or niv gabi kasher, which is not the problem of my the problem of the timing, 
but maybe the same thing. So maybe this is called Mokom Tsar. It's interesting. At the end, he's, he's not so sure of it. Right? Would you be Madame, the Tsar of Tircha de Tzibura, to Mamashet Tsar, that your, your shoes are causing you pain? That's a bit of a leap. But that's called the tsar. I guess it depends what happens if the rabbi speaks between while they're mission to save Torah, then a real, real tirchot de tzibura. Right? That'd be a, a real tsar. I always say by Shabbat every year. Yushalmi says that the, uh, the, the Shabbat Shuvah Jerasha, that the chacham is doresh and the tzibura is miskaper. Because you've suffered enough already. Right? You got Yisurim Bolamaz, eh? Yisurim Amachaper. He wants to give a svar, it's a fascinating svar, to say, you know what you should do? Have two people untie it. Have one guy untie the bow, another guy untie the knot. In other words, if you tell me that this double kesher is a problem of kosher, but the, the knot alone, or the bow alone, is not, and so maybe if you have a shnaim shasua, and you have them untie it together, then it would be, uh, it would be okay, Right? Would help to do with the shiurim? Maybe, right? Maybe a would help as well. Right? He brings down. Uh, he, he says, "Yidi Yagon Rav Avron Ozban Shlita Kosli B'Zeh Mashavot Zolom Shavit Tirch Lizbura Chashmot Tsar." She said, "A Kate to say that that's called Tsar. I don't think so, because the Hashem Hainu Nikshul Oderach Moshal Anal V'Koyvul Aregel Udoma. Right? It's pain. Your 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 shoe is tied tight, and your your foot is in pain, but." Tirvah de Tzibura is not called Tsar. Adrav, yesh te kovot Torah, she was shul halacha ketana she mizaskim ba kol kach, ayt she kol atzibur mamtinin lo tzah sefer Torah acher, mamtinin ayt she gulu mokum akriyah, ayt spires of halacha, she'll catch again, right? Everybody's going to ask, and they'll, they'll get, because there's a problem, and it'll be piersum, veins a Torah chatzibur, alimah atzibur kovot Torah, right? Uh, and he says, what they said, mokum itzel does rabbonon, so Nachman Shemayin Sefer Torah Acher Inkit Alavatam Mitzvah Kriyas Torah. She'll say, "There's no other Sefer Torah for sure, not from Vatzal Mitzvah Kriyas Torah." But and and he also says, "He's on he's on the nuts for how long?" He's he's not clear. He's not clear. He's more of a Kesher Gabe Kesher. Well, I think he's he's talking about the possibility he also uh, of a length of time. What about cutting it? So Ostrolasos came from the Amar Arts. So you have to first announce for the Amar Arts to walk out of the room. So I think that's it. Hold on, Ratzon, please. <laughs> right? yeah. Sorry, you, you need to walk out. <laughs> right? It'd be a very uncomfortable situation. But I guess could could go there. I think there, I think there is a Tilo t- t- David that sounds like, um, at least by Kesher, got a Kesher, since it's not, since it's just a, it's just out to Inan Bikin. Right. You could be make the what's called Tsar. Right. Okay. There's a possibility to argue that what's called Tsar. The, the, the questioner to the Marshag gave an interesting story. He wanted to argue that the, the, the fact of a, an Aniva Agave Kesher is in and of itself a suffix in the Mordechai. Mordechai is besupuk. When we have Machogis and, and the Rabbanon in the Warren Shabbos about Aniva, Aniva is called Kesher Pechlal. So is that talking about Aniva without a Kesher Tachta, or is that both? So we're Machmir because the Mordechai is besupuk. But he wants to say, so since it's a suffix, and it's a suffix in the Rabbanon, so you can be makel here, right? You can make it on it. So the, the Marshag doesn't like it. Interesting, Marshag says, it doesn't work with the Kholi Asfekos. It doesn't work with the Kholi Asfekos because it's a suffix Yediyah. If we don't have a pot, we don't understand Pshat in the Gemara. He's really, the Mordechai is saying, I don't know Pshat in the Gemara. When the Gemara says Aniva, 
Does the Gemara mean Aniva without a bow underneath? Or does the Gemara without a knot underneath? Or does the Gemara mean Aniva with a knot underneath? I'm not sure. So he says, that's not a suffix. That's a chisar and yidiyah for those who were here last year. We did the, uh, the shach and tzadiches, right? That's not called suffix. That's dashotimuzah. Right? The fact that you have a uh, chisar and yidiyah, that's not enough to make it a suffix to enter into the realm of suffix. So the Mashad does not like that. The Shemir Shabbos Kechalsa cites a Shlomo Zalman, which is another interesting story about untying the Sefer Torah, which is interesting in and of itself. The Rosh brings down, Machlok is Rishon, but the Rosh brings down as far as to argue that kosher is like soser or like korea, meaning that just like korea is only korea amenas litvor, or soser is only soser amenas livnos, or mechabe is amenas lahaver, right? So he wants to argue, the Rosh, that matir is also only amenas likshur. In other words, the matir, like Rashi brings down in Shabbos, where was the malach of matir done in the Mishkan? Because those who were making the rishtos for the, for the tziyad echilazom in the Mishkan, so sometimes you didn't get the knot right, you untied it to retie it. So it's only a malacha if you do tie it to retie it. So there's a machlok as Rishon, but I'll Rishon Ramaskim to the Rush, but at least a suffix that maybe matir is only a malacha if it's amanas liksha. So that would mean it's a malacha if it's amanas liksha to make a permanent knot. So if you untie the Sefer Torah, and you have das not to make a permanent knot, not, das not to even make a knot anymore at all, so then it might even be a malacha del raisa bichlal, even if it hits every other note. In other words, even if it were to meet every other point of malacha del raisa, but it's not amanas likshur. And so in practice, like I said before, in practice we've moved away from these uh, tying gartlach to avoid the shayla. When I was a kid, they're very common still. When I remember as a kid doing glila and tying up the, uh, the bow on the Sefer Torah. Very, very common. Today, it's not been into it. You've got to go to a young Israel, because young Israel is always old, right? It's interesting. But, uh, it's in Lashon Sagi Nohar. But you've got to go to an old young Israel, so you'll find still Sefer Torah with those type of guys. Today, it's either a clip or it's a, uh, it's a, a what's it called? Velcro. A Velcro. So the, the fact is, that in most cases, if it's, a, if it's a, under a week or a week or so, not a Shiloh B'chlah. I'd say so 30 days or so also that there's what to rely on to, to open up a Sefer Torah, probably better than taking out another Sefer Torah. If you got a, a six-month or a year, that's already a much bigger Shiloh. Six-month or a year, I'd be reluctant to be matir that, I would say, if you're smart, so that if you know this is going to be a Shiloh, especially your first Shabbos in the Shul, go out of Shabbos and check the Sefer Torah. Make sure, and if there's a Kesher there, so untie it then, retie it, no one has to know you untied it and retied it. No one has to know that you, you know, you're, you're this young rabbi with all these chumros. And then uh, it was less than 24 hours. And you're very good, so you could be matzal people in this, sir, and you could do so. Well, the derech of that not is not to be less than 24 hours. And just because so just you had das, you're still getting into machlekes. No? Correct, correct. But you, make, you made it much better. Especially because it's only the derech there, but it shouldn't be 24 hours, but everywhere else is. the one untying it. Derech. Well, so you don't have to tie like a knot. You could tie it, you could do a knot. Yeah, you could wrap it around, and this way you could, you could do so. But uh, you want, you, one thing you don't want to do is be a big machmir on this and end up with a, with a matzah, which could happen, where somebody takes a Sefer Torah and is holding it by one of the Atzei and the other one slips off, and you end up with a you know, real bizarre on Sefer Torah as it literally falls on the floor, which can happen. That, that gartel is there for a reason, holds the two sides together, so it should, shouldn't slip out and shouldn't be a problem. But again, you have the select deos and the achronim, the Marshag is very much noted to the seven-day rule, not the 24-hour rule, even though the Afronim are more machmir like that. 
uh, with like the seven-day rule. You have a Ksosa Shulchan that calls it a Tzorach Mitzvah, and it's Mistamech on the Shulchan HaKarav, not just to extend the rule to seven days for Tzorach Mitzvah, but as long as you're in the Rabbanon realm, that's a kosher, and by extension a matir, Tzorach Mitzvah, and should be allowed. And you have this Rebbe Freyim Greenblatt that wants to give some svaros to be, let's say, Shnayim Shasu'a, in order to be matir. But again, you know, certainly you want to avoid the Shiloh, but there's definitely what to be ma- what to be somechan. I would also add this, which is an important concept in general. You know, the, the Marshag says that the, there's a svara to argue, and I think it's a very strong svara, and people, are, I think, have been on this regularly, very strong svara to argue that if it's made to be opened and closed continuously, you don't have to look at the, you know, 24 hours versus seven days, etc. Made to be opened and closed continuously, that, that's enough. And this is one of those areas where kolach, Allah, shirafev is biyodecha, so it's true, but in our generation, it's achshadari, meaning people have been over the problem, and we switched the way we do things, but for generations, it wasn't like that. For generations, like the post are made, that the meaning of the olam is to be matir, or to be kosher and to be matir, right? to, to tie and untie these things. So that, that carries a lot of weight in terms of this area where there's a suffix in din, and that was the meaning of olam to, uh, to be matir. Okay. I mean, if you have a, um, one of those kind of kids out after, potentially, half the lesson.